This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Zengo. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adrian Blust here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the silly paradoxical behavior of markets, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin lost ground on Wednesday, trading down as U.S. stock futures slipped ahead of earnings reports from major companies. The British pound fell after the release of a new report that showed U.K. inflation in September rising faster than economists expected and hitting a new 40-year high. And speaking of fiat currencies, let's take a deeper look at Bitcoin and its relationship to the dollar. The original cryptocurrency was supposedly due for a recovery rally in the seasonally bullish month of October. So far, however, the balance has remained elusive as sophisticated investors continue to park money into the U.S. dollar. Bank of America's Global Fund Manager survey published on Tuesday, just yesterday, revealed that the long dollar, or in other words, taking a bullish exposure in the greenback, was the preferred trade for October, with 64% of respondents calling it the most crowded bet. The investment banking giant polled 371 fund managers overseeing $1.1 trillion in assets during the week ending July 13th. The greenback has consistently been the most sought-after asset since July, thanks to the Federal Reserve's ongoing efforts to control inflation, with unusually large interest rate hikes that have lifted the benchmark interest rate by 300 basis points in six months. The Fed tightening has roiled risk assets, including cryptocurrencies, and sent the dollar higher. And crowded trades are often associated with bubbles and mark major price tops. For instance, quote, long Bitcoin and quote, long technology stocks were the most sought-after trades last year. Bitcoin peaked at $69,000 in November 2021 and has dropped more than 70% since then. And the Nasdaq, Wall Street's tech-heavy index, has tanked 31% this year. So some observers expect the dollar to come under pressure in the coming months. Any kind of pullback in the greenback would bode well for risk assets. Quote, we need the dollar to reverse. That happens in late January. Crypto trader and analyst Alex Kruger said in a tweet thread early Wednesday, noting the long dollar's overcrowded status. Per Kruger, the Fed's rate hike cycle may end in February, paving the way for markets to short or sell the dollar. And elsewhere in crypto, Ether, the second largest cryptocurrency by market value, was also down on the day. Bucking the trend though, altcoins such as Aave and Uniswap's Uni each rose about 5% while the rest of the market was weaker. And after launching on Mainnet on Monday, the new Aptos cryptocurrency has plunged in value. The hotly anticipated Layer 1 token was listed in the $9 range and is now trading down 40% on the day, according to data from CoinGecko. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk's market analysts Lila Ledesma and Omkar Godbele. Bitcoin is currently trading at $19,162 per token. That's down 2.4% over 24 hours. While Ether is trading at $1,300 flat, that's down 2.3% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at a drop of just under 1% with an absolute value of 936. And before we move on to traditional markets, let's take a look at some top headlines. First up, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange by volume, continues its push into the embattled crypto mining industry with a plan to begin offering a crypto cloud mining product next month. Crypto miners have had a tough year with the price of Bitcoin hanging around $20,000 for months, a far cry from its peak above $68,000 in November 2021. Other cryptos have faced similar or even worse declines. One of the largest mining-related firms in the U.S. filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in late September. 
Other companies, however, are seeing opportunity from this crisis. With CleanSpark going on a buying spree of mining rigs and data centers, and decentralized finance or DeFi platform Maple Finance starting a $300 million lending pool. And now, Binance Pool announced its own $500 million lending fund for Bitcoin miners last week and said it would enter cloud mining, a service that allows investors, who otherwise might not be able to buy and operate their own equipment, to rent crypto mining machines. The official launch of the cloud mining service will come in November, a Binance spokesperson told Coindesk via email on Monday. Coindesk's Eliza Gritzy reports. And this is pretty exciting. Latin American crypto exchange Lemon has integrated with TravelX, a tokenized travel products marketplace, to allow its users to buy airline tickets, the company announced Tuesday. TravelX went live in late September, offering tickets for low-cost Argentine airline Flybondi that are converted into non-fungible tokens called NF tickets after purchase. Beginning this month, each Lemon user will be allowed to purchase up to two tickets on TravelX with USDC from their Lemon wallet and receive 50% cash back in Bitcoin with a 100 USDC limit per transaction, the company said. Coindesk's Marina Lamartin has the story. And in other news, the big bank JP Morgan has appointed Aaron Iovine as its head of crypto regulatory policy, a newly created role, according to a Bloomberg report that came out today. The U.S. investment banking giant wishes to expand its digital asset regulatory scope given the volatile conditions in the market in recent months, with a downturn in cryptocurrencies' values and several firms becoming insolvent. Ivine himself used to work for one of these, spending eight months as head of policy and regulatory affairs at the crypto lender Celsius, which filed for bankruptcy protection in July. Ivine held this role from February to September this year, according to his LinkedIn page. Coindesk's Jamie Crawley reports. And over in Washington, D.C., the U.S. International Revenue Service, or the IRS, has made a move this week to clarify at least one question for crypto investors. How taxpayers account for non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. The tax division of the Treasury Department released an updated draft for its 2022 instructions for Form 1040 filers that swaps the old category for virtual currency with a broader new language on digital assets, including the explicit recognition of NFTs. Quote, digital assets are any digital representations of value that are recorded on a cryptographically secured distributed ledger or any similar technology, according to the draft instructions. Continuing, for example, digital assets include non-fungible tokens and virtual currencies, such as cryptocurrencies and stablecoins, end quote. The previous year's virtual currency section of the U.S. tax filing instructions was a narrower definition of digital token, stating, quote, that functions as a unit of account, store of value, or medium of exchange, end quote. The final tax instructions haven't yet been released, so the crypto section could still be tweaked before its official release. Coindesk's Jesse Hamilton has the details. And shifting to traditional markets, U.S. stock futures wobbled ahead of earnings reports from major companies and data on the housing market. Futures tied to the S&P 500 and the tech-heavy Nasdaq both slid half of a percent after rising earlier in the day, pointing to a potentially volatile day ahead for the broad market index. Just yesterday, the S&P 500 closed 1.1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average right now, though, is trading 1.1% higher on the day. In Europe, both the pan-continental stock 600 and London's FTSE 100 slid two-tenths of a percent, while Germany's DAX traded relatively flat. In Asia, most major benchmarks retreated. The Shanghai Composite Index fell 1.2% and Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index declined 2.4%. Japan's Nikkei 225 bucked the trend, rising one-third of a percent. Taking a look at commodities, oil prices edged up, with the global crude benchmark Brent climbing half of a percent to trade at $90.47 a barrel. Gold, meanwhile, fell sharply one full percentage point, now trading at $1,638 per troy ounce. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, and MarketWatch. 
Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at the confusing and strange psychology of markets. Back in a minute. Zengo Crypto Wallet is an on-chain crypto wallet with no private key vulnerability, leveraging advanced cryptography called MPC, which until now has only been available to multi-billion dollar institutions. Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet and the best place to keep your digital currency, NFTs, and assets secure. It's also fully recoverable using the wallet's biometric recovery kit. Get started at zengo.com markets and use code markets to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's featured story is an opinion piece by David Z. Morris, Coindesk's chief insights columnist. Our story today is entitled, Why Did Crypto Surge After Last Week's Bad Inflation News? Thursday, October 13th was one of the strangest days for asset markets in recent memory. Stocks, bonds, and Bitcoin all closed flat to up, despite gloomy inflation news that should have triggered a broad sell-off. It's an important moment of reflection on the all-too-human strangeness of markets and the temptation of risk of explaining that strangeness with simplified narratives. The day began with the release of new U.S. inflation numbers which among other data showed that the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, rose 0.4% in September. That's an acceleration from August, when month-over-month inflation was just one quarter of that, which had raised hopes that the U.S. Federal Reserve had bent the curve on inflation. Last Thursday's inflation data, though, dashed those hopes. The immediate sensible implication was that the Fed would continue raising interest rates aggressively. That would make the outlook for stocks and crypto worse while pushing up bond yields. And all of those things happened after the inflation news for about an hour, and then things got weird. Starting at around 9.30 in the morning Eastern Time, stocks and crypto bounced sharply. Bitcoin rocketed up 7.8% from a low of $18,372 to end Thursday at just under $20,000 per token. At almost the exact same time, the Dow Jones Industrial Average found a bottom at 28709 which proceeded to then rip up by 4.6% by the close. Bond prices also dipped before recovering. Although, unlike stocks and crypto, bonds didn't recover all of their earlier losses. There's little case to be made that anything more important than inflation data happened on Thursday, and everything else is looking fairly gloomy, with the new UK government still a basket case, and at best a faint light at the end of the Russia-Ukraine tunnel. So a rational person can only look at that rally and ask, what the f***? For a start, your first mistake was in being rational. Financial journalists across the board had a rare and appropriate moment of humility on Thursday, with many admitting quite simply that what happened couldn't be straightforwardly explained. Even fairly compelling attempts took on a note of absurdism. Sam Rowe, the editor of TKR.co, had both the funniest and most intriguing analysis. Quote, Stocks fell as hot CPI report implied tighter monetary policy, then rallied amid prospects that too tight monetary policy will cause a downturn that would prompt loose monetary policy. End quote. Rowe is simultaneously joking and serious. The Fed's monetary policy has come to dominate asset price predictions, turning asset markets into a giant game of second-guessing Chairman Jerome Powell. That often leads asset prices to perform inversely to their fundamentals in the short term. It was common even before the inflation fight, for instance, for a strong jobs report to sink the stock market. That's because while higher employment is a sign of a healthy economy, it also suggests rising interest rates that are bad for asset prices. This was basically paralleled in the initial response to the CPI. Hot inflation numbers signaled the economy is still going strong, but also that the Fed will be more hawkish on raising rates. That's why assets would logically sink. Rowe's modest proposal is that markets merely added a layer of forward reflexivity. 
If you're moving prices down today because you expect a tougher rate hike next month, does it make any less sense to move prices up because of the tougher rate hike next month will lead to a recession and lower rates next year? Why it's so crazy, it just might work. Or maybe it's just plain crazy. Rowe's hypothesis is fundamentally unfalsifiable. You can't actually pull everyone who drove prices up Thursday, and even if you could, many of them wouldn't even have a clear reasoning for their own moves. Part of Rowe's implied joke is that all financial analysis is about telling similarly reductive, just-so stories. People do stuff for all kinds of reasons, including bad reasons, and markets are ultimately made up of people. A smart investor never forgets just how unpredictable, illogical, and even absurd that can make them. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and we'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 